Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Chris Adler in the uh, KFI newsroom. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, COVID numbers, are they, are we, we're rising again, right? Are we moving? Well, the Department of uh, Public Health says COVID cases are on the rise, but they're not yet seeing numbers that are concerning. Cases have doubled over the past month, but they say many of the cases are also not being reported because a lot of people are testing at home. So this new va- uh, vaccine is targeting uh, a new Omicron variant, and this Omicron variant is is very easily transmittable. And so uh, Director of the L.A. County Department of Public Health, Barbara Ferrer, says they're seeing mainly those older than 50 who are actually being hospitalized and the department is recommending everyone over six months and older receive the vaccine that is designed to target omicron xbb.1.5 and omicron xbb derivatives more than 95 percent of covid19 strains that are currently circulating in la county are descendants of omicron xbb and Chris Ferrer says that the vaccine should be seasonal and annual, but says um, the higher risk time for people to get these respiratory diseases like COVID or the flu is the fall and the winter. So she says basically people, what people should be planning to do is double up, get a COVID vaccine and a flu vaccine. She says it's okay to do it at the same time. Just don't do it while you're sick. You, If you've also had mm. COVID previously, recently, if you've been infected with COVID, you can still get the vaccine. Although she says that you should have antibodies good for about two to three months, but there's nothing that says that 
you can't go out and get it earlier, but just don't get it while you're sick, Chris. All right, and don't get it while you're sick, and I'm assuming that's because we don't want your body to overreact in trying to create the the antibodies. That's right, overreact, and then also not, and, and if, you're, if you're sick, you're not able to really tell if you're having an allergic reaction per se, so you don't oh. want to do it while you're sick to see if there's any adverse effects during any of the vaccines, and that's a great point because uh, she says, uh, Ferrer says that the CDC is recommending that anybody who has had an allergic reaction to a prior dose, a prior COVID vaccination should not get this, get this dose. She says if you've had an allergic reaction before, steer clear of the dose you don't want to get it um but the you know she's just recommending safety measures putting back safety measures but again doesn't want the public to panic they are the cases are on the rise but it's nothing uh she says nothing to panic about right now um and they're, they are seeing some hospitalizations but it's primarily people over 50 chris okay in high risk categories i suppose and high risk and yes yeah all right um yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking about those adverse reactions and how do we know if it's an uh, an allergic reaction or an adverse? Uh, I've had the, I've had four shots thus far, and the first couple I got sick for a day or two right after I got the shot. Many of us experienced that. And the last couple I didn't have much in the way of adverse reactions whatsoever. So I suppose it's uh, based on the individual to determine whether or not it was allergic or just basically your body getting ready with that vaccine. Right. And she says that normal symptoms of, of you know, the the uh, the activation of the vaccine and that it's working will be like headache, fatigue, soreness at the injection site. She says with those, you can treat those at home with Motrin, other pain medications. But if you're having, you know, trouble breathing and your throat is swelling up or you're breaking out in hives, those are symptoms that are that should not be associated with it. Um, and if you do get symptoms like that, then you're probably having an allergic reaction and need to get to an emergency okay. room immediately. All right. Yeah, good plan. Chris Adler is in the KFI newsroom. Chris, uh, before I let you go, uh, I saw that you got to, I love these things too. You got to, uh, you got to do the story on the, on the super scoopers. Is that yeah. right? You were on I that did. one? I love you those things. <laughs> Chris, Steve Ger Gregory has done this, I think he said, for 18 years. And he passed his baby on to me because he's got some other uh, stories that he's working on right now. And um, and so I, it was a lot of pressure, you know, stepping yeah. into some big shoes there to fill. And I said, okay, I'll go handle it. But you know what? Chief Maroney says he likes me better than Steve Gregory, and he wants me on the story from now on anyway. So. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> No, the super scoopers. Uh, real quick here, those are those are the the, the firefighting planes, right? That just they swoop right. And these were these were actually flown in from Canada, from Quebec, and this team from Quebec came in last month. The the there are two super scoopers that they use. They can pick up fifteen thousand gallons of water within twelve seconds, Chris. And so they're used. They're going to be used during our wildfire season. They fly them out every year. This year was the thirtieth. Is the thirtieth anniversary that they've been that the LA County Fire Department has been using these planes. They said they're instrumental in 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 uh, battling these fires and and they really can't uh battle some of these rampant fires without them uh, again they can pick up 15,000 gallons of retardant or water within 12 12 seconds they can fill up and get back to you know and and they and what they do is they fill up in uh 
lakes or even in the ocean, which I, I was told that they initially couldn't fill up in the ocean. But Chief Maroney confirmed that they can fly into the Pacific, pick up water, and then get back to the site wherever that fire is. Um, and so this team from Quebec is going to be manning these planes, and then they will be uh, assisting the L.A. County Fire Department for the next three three months. And Chief Maroney says that fire season's likely to be between November and December. Uh, if, yeah. if it does happen, that's where it will peak. Yeah, of course, when we've got the Santa Ana's and we've got the dry conditions and things like that. How do these these planes, they just they come in and they, what, scrape the surface of the lake or the ocean and then they just sort of fill up their bellies and take off again? That's 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 basically it, Chris. And it happens very, very quickly. It fills yeah. up, then they, they're back up in the air, and then they're dropping and they're going back for more. Um, <laughs> and I talked to the Quebec team today. They said they're so excited to be they're so excited to be here and to help out and that they live they live for this and they're happy to be in California. <laughs> Coming from that Canada. Just, that would scare the hell out of me. Wouldn't it you that you're, oh, we're just going to do a, a hard, quick stop in the water, but then we'll take off again. So it's good. You, I know, I know. And honestly, I went up in one of the Cessnas today and in Van Nuys. The first time I've been in a Cessna. Now, this is a Cessna. This is not a super scooper. But I got to tell you, uh, First Take Aviation let me go up since I was already at the airport. They were like, you know, you want to go and see what it's like. And I got to tell you, I have a newfound respect for pilots, especially pilots that are fighting <laughs> fires. Fighting fires is so dangerous. But then being in an airplane, in a small plane like oh. that, it's scary. It's really scary. And so I got to give them credit and really really happy to see that they're here gives us some comfort to know because we know how damaging these fires can be here in california yeah yeah well i'm just i just appreciate that they have people gonads big enough to do that because <laughs> yeah that ain't you and me. me both i don't nope i'll go ahead and stay right here <laughs> no nope, i'm good i'll be on the ground i'll be watching i'll be <laughs> reporting we'll be reporting chris yeah <laughs> all right chris adler uh, kfi newsroom and chris always great to talk to you thank you so much you too chris today. have a good day right. bye uh listen there is uh there is a money suck that goes on and it happens in almost every city in America, and it drives me nuts. But leave it to Los Angeles County to figure out a way to make that money suck even worse. It's next. I'll tell you what it is. Chris Merrill, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Public transit is a money suck, right? Now, it does work better in large metros, and I understand the the reason that people want it, but I got to tell you, it always drives me nuts, and especially when I see uh, small towns try to do uh, public transit. They all think that they, oh, we can we can spend millions of dollars on public transit. They don't have enough people that need public transit, but they just want to have public transit. Now, when you're talking about a large metro, like ours, it makes perfect sense to have some public transit. And we do have to go into the, the public transit discussion knowing that public transit is a service that costs the county money. It's not something that's ever going to generate or, or be able to self-sustain. Right? That, that will not happen. So we have to go into the conversation knowing that and then decide, do we want public transit for people? How much do we want to subsidize that? Uh, how much do we want to charge for fares? How self-sustaining do we want it to be knowing that it will never be self-sustaining? These are all reasonable questions to have, right? But if I told you that we're putting together a system that is so inefficient, so crazy expensive, that for every $1 in the fare box, it costs you, the taxpayer not riding that public transit, 43 bucks. 
Would you be in on it? And I got to believe the answer is no. LA Times had the article today talking about the the Metro Micro vans. The Metro Micro. You see these cruising around. The Metro Micro is a clean, air-conditioned, new van that cruises the streets of Los Angeles County. And it's basically like a like a airport shuttle. Uh, make your reservation on an app. And the uh, the bus comes in 15 minutes or less, basically. You jump on. You might be the only person on there. And it runs you to your destination. Now, it may have to pick some other people up on the way if somebody else dings it on the app. But because there are only a couple thousand people a day that use it, and because there are multiple buses, uh, 14, they say, uh, 14 fully or partially, oh, excuse me, there were 14 fully or partially eliminated bus routes. And that's where they put the, the Metro mini buses in here. But because you only have 2,000 riders total a day, which makes sense now why they canceled the full buses, right? They go, okay, well, there's just not enough people using it. you got 2,000 people a day. Um, and we're paying for this at a rate, uh, it's a, just a dollar to ride this. They're often empty, cost you a dollar, but the cost of operating this fuel, insurance, the capital investment of the vehicle itself, the price you have to, the, the wages you have to pay for the, the bus driver, uh, all of these different things, it ends up costing the people of Los Angeles County about $43 per $1 ride. Now, does this make any sense in the world to you? Only about 2,000 riders board Metro Micro vans on an average weekday compared to 877,000 bus and rail par- uh, passengers, right? So just to put this in perspective, if the cost that we subsidize is $43 for every $1 that somebody pays in the fare to ride this thing, that means that on an average day, 2,000 people get rides on the, 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 the Metro Micro vans, and we pay $86,000 a day to give rides to 2,000 people. Does that in any way, shape, or form sound like a sustainable model? How does it make any sense? Even if L.A. County wants to subsidize all transit, which they shouldn't, but even if they did, shouldn't they just be smart with their money? Wouldn't it be more beneficial to contract with Uber or Lyft for these things and then cut your costs? Basically, it's the same thing. You're using an app. You're getting a ride. The ride comes and picks you up, and it drops you off at your location. It's near door-to-door. And if we're, if we're paying $43 per ride anyway, wouldn't it be a lot cheaper to run it in a, in a system that allows us to, I don't know, pay a, a, a local individual on their ride share, uh, what do you call that, gig, uh, far less than $43 per ride? But that's not what we're doing. Instead, we're just saying, let's just keep throwing good money after bad. And the only way we can get people to use it is if we keep that price down. So we'll say it's only a dollar. A dollar. This is like 1980s pricing today. We're afraid to charge people more money because somebody's going to say, well, that's not fair to the people that need the ride the most. Well, evidently, there aren't very many people that need the ride the most because there's only 2,000 rides a day in the whole county. So why are we wasting time on it? Oh, here it is. This is why. 
according to Susan Shaheen, the co-director of the Transportation Sustainability Research Center, who studied the issue, experiences matter and should be factored in when evaluating transit. The quality of the trip is something that doesn't get captured in fare box revenues or in the number of passengers per hour or the average cost per ride. And otherwise, in other words, it's super nice, man. It's super nice trip, and and we should keep funding this because they're nice vans. Of course they're nice vans. Nobody's using them. Oh, the seats look like they're brand new because nobody's put their dirty butts on them. Nobody's using them. Really? The quality of the trip doesn't get captured in the fare box revenues, so we should be subsidizing it, you see? And I'm cool with that. My ride quality would be much better if my nine-year-old Ford Fusion were updated to a new Tesla. Maybe L.A. County can give me the $43,000 for every grand I put in and help me subsidize a really quality trip. Wouldn't that be wonderful if you could buy a car that retails for $170,000 and you just pay four grand for it? We'd all be lined up at the dealership. And the county says, well, that's, but the quality of the ride is so good. No, it's a terrible idea. You can't really capture the quality of my life in a simple math question, right? Right. So you should be subsidizing my Tesla because transportation is important for all citizens. And also, I'm going to need you to go ahead and pay for the, 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 the charger to be installed at my house for the quality of the ride and the accessibility it brings. Come on, man. These are tax dollars. Quit screwing people. Quit doing that. All right, it's Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Hunter Madness continues in a minute. Uh, I'm Chris Merrill in for John and Ken today, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, indicted by Special Counsel David Weiss on felony gun charges. So now there's more pressure on uh, Biden the Younger uh, after that plea agreement that he had set up where he would plead guilty to misdemeanor uh, tax evasion charges and this the gun charges would be dropped. That all fell apart. Uh, And when it did, this seems to be the first domino to fall after that uh, plea agreement falls apart. That is that uh, there are now gun charges. Uh, that are being brought, the gun charges that had previously been dropped. Joining me right now is a certified criminal law specialist, Lou Shapiro. You find uh, Lou at LouShapiro.com. Lou, good to have you on the show. What does this mean to, let's start with uh, Hunter Biden, and, uh, and then we'll expand our, our circle of influence from there. What does this mean to Hunter Biden as he's facing these these felony gun charges? Well, it certainly means that this is not going to go away, that the federal yeah. government is on its face taking this very seriously, and that it's not just going to be something that's just lingering and causing the public to scratch their head. Why isn't anything being done to Hunter Biden? He's been indicted. There are charges on the table. A trial date's going to be set. Plea negotiations will take place, but this is serious business now. So one of the uh, one of the aspects of this that, to my understanding, is that these charges are, are pretty rare. They're not usually brought about unless they're in conjunction with another crime that's being charged, and oftentimes they're, they're brought as additional charges in order to enhance a sentence. So why charge these alone this time? Is that uh, political pressure that's been put on the special investigator? It's definitely political pressure. Yeah, we never see uh, a charge like this even being taken up by the federal government to begin with, because think about it. When the federal government takes up a case, it's usually something major. We're talking drug trafficking, narcotics, uh, money laundering. This is a, a one individual who lied on an application to buy a gun. You never see the feds take up such a case. It's not worth their resources. The only reason they did pick up this case and it's been indicted is because the last name of this person is Biden and the public pressure around it. So what happens then, Lou Shapiro, our our certified criminal law specialist, what happens now uh, in the court? As Hunter Biden heads to court, we don't know exactly what the timeline is going to be on this. Uh, We don't know if he's going to see the inside of a courtroom before the end of the year, or or maybe he's going to speedy trial right through this thing. We don't know. Uh, But what what is the defense likely to be? I'm, I'm already reading that there may be a constitutional challenge to this. Well, the defense, if there is going to be a defense, meaning first there's going to be uh, all types of 
plea negotiations taking place, like what was supposed to happen to begin with. And the reason right. why it broke down was because it was an issue of our other charges lingering in the future. So there's going to be that back and forth. If it goes to trial, the, the uphill battle for a prosecutor will have to be to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that at the time that Hunter Biden filled out that application, that he was lying, that he, in fact, was an addict, that he was using. And he could maybe try to say, well, during that time, I sobered up, maybe, you know, or there's no evidence of that day or that week that I was using. So there, you know, that's where you can see the case sort of getting to a, a crossroad. And is that likely that, I mean, if it, it, that's very difficult to prove as far as prosecution goes, is it not? I mean, if you're a defense guy, I mean, certainly you're going to say, all right, well, prove that my guy was under the influence at the moment he signed that. Uh, that's going to be really tough for prosecution. Yeah, so they're going to have to have, like, text messages between him and maybe someone that he was buying from or, or pictures of him showing that he was using during that time or testimony from witnesses if they're willing to come forward and say, oh, yeah, I remember four years ago he was a, you know, he, he was using every day. Uh, but that's easier said than done. So I don't think it's a slam dunk for either side in a case like this. There is one thing that does make it tough in that Hunter Biden wrote uh, a memoir <laughs> saying that he was addicted to drugs and that he was using crack on a pretty regular basis. Uh, that, I suppose, would be entered into evidence, would it not? But just because somebody wrote something in a book is not on the record testimony either. Right. And, and again, addicts, anyone that has interaction with people that have substance abuse issues, it's a roller coaster ride. They'll have mm. days or months sometimes of, uh, of hitting, you know, what, what they're using. And then there'll be a time period of sobriety and it's up and down, up and down. And it, the prosecution has to prove beyond reasonable doubt that when he filled out that application at that time, he was in the downward spiral and good luck to them proving that. Yeah. Lou Shapiro is a uh, certified criminal law specialist, uh, LouShapiro.com. Lou, the, 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 what goes out of the back of my mind always is what is the prosecution looking forward to? Now, I understand they had to bring these charges by the end of the month or the charges would have gone away, uh, is my understanding of how it works. Um, so these were charges that the prosecution was ready to drop in the past. Is it likely that the prosecution may be willing to drop these charges again based on a different plea negotiation, perhaps involving some of those those other crimes that were not laid out in that first plea agreement? Yeah, look, this is one of those situations where there's so many moving pieces, right? If you're asking just about your run-of-the-mill criminal defendant in case, I could give you so much of a more specific answer. But with yeah. all the politics going on here, it, it's really hard for me to tell you uh, the answers that you want to hear. I can tell you this much, but not a lot of people are talking about this. It, go, it kind of touches on this question. If, you, if you're Hunter Biden, right, what your goal is at this point is to drag this out as long as possible. You know why? Because his dad's the president. His dad can yeah. pardon him. So yeah. his goal, right, you know, so think about that. Whether Biden, he does it during this term or if he gets elected in the next election and he's got a few more years, uh, he can always pardon his son. And you know what? He's going to do it no matter what the public says, because what father is not going to help out their son? And I'm sure Biden at his age and what he's gone through in his life, he's going to have no problem pardoning his son and dealing with the whatever you want to call them, the political consequences at that time. So let's always yeah. keep that on the table when we're talking. That's a great point, Lou. I know the White House has been asked about this and they've demurred. They don't want to have anything to do with it right now. They don't want to get dragged into it. But suppose Biden doesn't win reelection. It'd be real easy 
during that that lame duck period after the election and before the inauguration to just start pardon Palooza, right? I mean, we've seen other presidents do that, where they just start pardoning everybody on their way out the door. That's right. And that's why the last person I would want to be in this case is a special prosecutor or a prosecution team working on this case, because I know in the back of my mind, all this work I'm doing on this is really going to go for naught. Because at the end of the day, either we're, we're even if we win, we're going to lose. Because this guy's got a pardon coming up. Yeah. Oh wow! What a mess! What a mess! Big and time. I'm here for the drama. I'm just grabbing popcorn, Lou. I love the I love the drama behind all of it. I love that. Oh, for sure. Uh, Lou, and this yeah. is just what we know. Imagine what we don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think we're only seeing the the iceberg above the water right now. I think there's so much below us that we have no ideas even there. I love it. Lou Shapiro. Absolutely. Uh, LouShapiro.com. Find out more. Lou, great talking to you. Really well said. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for the plug. You bet. Sure. You bet. All right. We'll talk the rest of the stories, and we'll see uh, what the stars hold for us next. Uh, Chris Merrill in for John and Ken. KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. This is, I love space stories. Love to look at the sky and dream. I do. And I get excited whenever we get new pictures or something from the the James Webb Space Telescope. And now the latest is that they found possible signs of life coming from a massive Earth-like exoplanet. The planet has one of those cool space names, K218b. Yeah, K2. 18B. It's massive. Uh, Eight and a half times bigger than Earth. They say that it's got carbon-bearing molecules. According to the James Webb Space Telescope geeks, uh, they say it's got the uh, dimethyl sulfide, or DMS. And on Earth, DMS is only produced by life forms. Most of the DMS on Earth's atmosphere is emitted from phytoplankton in marine environments. They claim that there's an abundance of methane and carbon dioxide and a shortage of ammonia support. So you've got methane, sulfide, produced by life primarily by phytoplankton, which means we believe there's life on another planet because we found plant farts. And I love it. I just dig it. Neil Saavedra is with me. Neil, uh, same conclusion, right? I mean, methane, sulfide, it's got yeah. plant farts that we're finding. Yeah, exactly. I'm loving it. And and that's going <laughs> to cause global warming, and everything is going to spin out of control. I thought about that actually. That it's got hydrogen, methane, and this sulfide in the air. I thought, well, they're already they're, they must already be warming right now. Then. Darn too. That's not a good planet. Did you did, did you see the yeah. uh, the alien, the mummified aliens in Mexico? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> I did. And it, it is one of these uh, self-described ufologists, right? This is the kind of person that George Norrie talks to, and it's like, mm, very credible. You were in Peru, <laughs> and you know where Peru is on the map, so I believe everything you're saying, right? No, that's, I've, that's what I, this guy is. This is George Norrie. Saying someone is full of crap. This is him <laughs> oh, doing George it. This is, so? this is what it sounds like. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> mm. Mmm. Mmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's what my wife does when I start talking too. She'll go. Hmm. Ah, mine too. Okay. 
But you remember, you go back to the alien autopsy on Fox, on the Fox network back in 1995. And those aliens looked a thousand times better in 95 than those paper mache pieces of garbage that they trotted out in Mexico. And I yeah. don't know how anybody did that. They're actually the exact, they look like the exact same thing. So maybe they're twins with yeah. super clavicles, from what I remember, like super duper yeah. clavicles. They call them shelf clavicles uh, for your bric a brac. Yeah. And then um, the, all of your bric a brac needs. Yeah, exactly. That's for you. <laughs> It's a Tim Allen joke. He said that uh, when he would dust, his wife would always say, move the bric-a-brac. And he's like, that's where no dust is, under the bric-a-brac. <laughs> yeah, so they had those shelves for bric-a-brac. Um, so I uh, I love space, like you, talking about yeah. love and space. I love space. Uh, my name is Neil Edwin Saavedra. I was born in July of 69. I am named after Neil Armstrong Buzz, and oh. Buzz Edwin Aldrin. I oh, have a are. massive wow. love. For the space program and all things that That's i a think fun neil saavedra fact isn't that fun it is oh yeah you if you get the home game the full with the <laughs> board and everything it's a little it's a nice little trail what 13 when he recorded a punk rock oh my He's goodness right yeah I'll just pass go oh martial arts that seems interesting now he's just a oh, fat God. guy. I, hmm. I landed on free parking. He got a big green egg grill. Yeah, he, he, got, he got it all done early, didn't he? <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right, it, so Neil, you're in for you're in for Tim tonight. What do you have coming up? Well, we're gonna talk with uh, uh, Blake Trolley coming up. I know you spoke with him a little bit about uh, the top Gascon aid and the ten thousand oh, dollar sediment. I have a couple oh, of tweaks joke. on that. I'd like to uh, run past him as well. California okay. legislators and the uh, non-functional grass, and how I think that is a that's a bigger deal than people think it is when they start taking away grass. And I'm not being dramatic, um, but I think that there's a lot of mistakes. Or, you know, as our, our fearless leader, Robin, says, death by a thousand paper cuts. I think we are destroying things paper cut by paper cut and then wondering why, you know, China's hanging out with Russia. It's like, hey, how'd that happen? So uh, there's a lot of those stories. The Lancaster creating its own police department. Another, uh, we're barreling towards another strike. And there's a lot of these things oh. that I think point to to bigger issues in the whole that I think we don't see them happen until we're sitting in the middle of them. Well, that sounds like an uplifting program. No, it's going to be crap. Forward. I would tune out now. <laughs> Find something happy. In the meanwhile, I'll make stupid jokes and we'll be good. But otherwise, probably best to that's tune what, out. That's what I hang out for. I love the subtlety. I love it. Neil Saavedra in for uh, for uh, Tim Conway Jr. tonight. Neil, uh, have a great show, my friend. We'll Thanks, talk buddy. To you soon. Appreciate right, you. Good deal. Uh, in the meantime, I'm back again for John Ken tomorrow. Take care. Uh, it's Chris Merrill, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.